Timmy, 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 Tan. You need a man of work. See, you need a man of work. You know you want to burn the fucking graffiti. Yo, what's going on? It's the idea, man. It's your boy, uh, Five Mics. Husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. This is episode 37. Thank you so much for tuning in. What you just heard was the outstanding, the most, you know, the most beautiful melody that I've heard in hip hop in a long time. I'm going to start with the hip hop minute because there's so much going on. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Ideamanhood.com, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, rate, review, and comment. But uh, that little mumbling, what you heard, is a real live freestyle that uh, your boy Designer, if you don't know who Designer is, uh, that's um, <laughs> Designer is the kid uh, from Brooklyn, 18 years old, Panda, 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 I got bros in Atlanta, like that's Panda. Y'all probably didn't know he's from Brooklyn. Y'all probably didn't know he was 18 years old. I know my demographic is a little bit older, so y'all might not be hip. Um, but yeah, Panda, uh, Panda Designer is out of Brooklyn, and he was listed as Double uh, XL Freshman of the Year, one of the Freshmen of the Year. It's, it's a magazine where they highlight the top rappers of the year, top new rappers, and he was definitely on there. And I'm gonna just play a little. Uh, I want y'all. I want y'all to hear it because it's real. Um, but yeah, so he, so he, he, he released this freestyle where um, you know, as a part of his his highlight on the magazine cover, they all do a freestyle and they um, and they and they give a little freestyle to tell everybody what they do. Here's his little snippet. Hey. Okay, so it's incomprehensible. You don't really understand what he's saying. You don't really know what he's saying. He's saying Timmy Timmy Turner. He did some with the burners on BT. I don't know. Uh, but the the melody is is so catchy and and um, I mean I, it's it's it, it's laughable it's funny it's playful he's eighteen what do you expect right um, but yeah so this week this week has been crazy in hip hop a lot happened of course we had the BT awards which we're going to talk about in much more detail a little bit later. But uh, Jay-Z and Future released a new song. I got the key, the key, the key uh, on DJ Khaled album, Major Keys. They released the video and song earlier uh, on Sunday after the BET Awards. Dope song. Uh, Jay-Z has some dope bars on there. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that on the song that Jay is going at Drake a little bit where he says, you know, most of them think they're like me. Most times I'm like, no, you know, he says something about bragging different. My wife, Beyonce, my baby blue, you know, typical stuff. Jay-Z cloth talk. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that happened this week. Uh, what else in hip hop happened this week? Those are the major stories. Designer seems to be getting a little more upswing. You know, Pandas was the number one song for three or four weeks. Uh, and then now, um, uh, and, and now with the Jay-Z bars on the, uh, major key, I got the key song. Um, 
of course, this week was kind of highlighted by the BT Awards, which came on Sunday. Um, and uh, it was a phenomenal show. I mean, it was just a phenomenal show. It, it definitely captured black entertainment television. You know, I think a lot of times BT, you know, I've, I'm, I've always been hard on BT. Uh, because racism, um, but people are so hard on on BT, you know, because there are no other channels that cater towards the black experience on any level, um, and and BT, which kind of started, you know, as a music channel, uh, people look for BT to be, you know, to cover all things black, uh, not entertain, not understanding that you know the the E in BT is entertainment. Uh, and so uh, the BET Awards were definitely entertaining. Uh, they were fun. They, it, it was light. You know, there were definitely some heavy moments, but it, it was light. And there was an element of empowerment interwoven throughout the show from, you know, the Beyonce and Kendrick, you know, uh, start off performance and the song, you know, the song is Freedom, Freedom, Turn Me Loose because I Need Freedom too. You know, it was just... You know, in the water, it just—it was just a lot of symbolism. I thought um, a lot of people's messages in their speeches. A lot of people made statements. Usher with the, you know, with the dump Trump for America, something like that jacket that he had on, and you know, of course, the Jesse Williams speech that everybody has been talking about. And I'm definitely, of course, I gotta, you know, I gotta talk about it. It's the idea of manhood. You know, we got a man on TV talk about, you know, empowering black people, men and women and people and police brutality and Black Lives Matter in such a way that was just phenomenal. So, you know, I'm going to talk about that today. Um, so it's, it's a lot going on and I'm trying to think if I'm going to break these topics into two things. I just want to give a little, like a little parenting, a parenthood, like caveat. Then we'll go into, into the Jesse Williams piece. Um, but today, uh, my wife and I dropped off our son at, uh, at camp, right? His first overnight camp, uh, university of Maryland, you know, for soccer. And, um, you know, as we've been preparing for this, and I don't I might just talk about this the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I don't have, I, I follow no scripts on the idea, man. Uh, um, but as this week, you know, I've been very, uh, uh, very much so trying to be intentional about framing this whole camp piece, you know, where some people might likely just, oh, yeah, go to Canada. It's a part of growing up. You know, our son, I, I don't know if I've talked about it before, but, you know, he's he's a little, I don't want to say he's, he's, sh he's sheltered. I mean, I think for, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's sheltered. And, you know, um, he's not worldly like I was. You know, I was a kid, you know, I listened to the radio. You know, we didn't have cable growing up. So my escape was the radio where his escape is sports. Um, so he's never in the house because, you know, he's always at practice or a game or on the road. And so, you know, he's not really worldly as where I was because I listened to everything I got was from TV and music. And, you know, that's how I was introduced to the world. And so at a very young age, I just had a, 
I had a broad understanding of a lot of different concepts, you know, from relationships to love and marriage and uh, and sex and, and drugs and, you know, not I wasn't doing any of these things, but I, I was aware of it. Um, even like cursing and, you know, and I'm sure that my son is, has been exposed to some of these things, but he's just not very, he's just not, that's not his thing. And so I get concerned sometimes when he's around other kids because, um, you know, these days parents let their kids do and listen to and watch any and everything. And unlike us back in the day, you listen to the radio, you know, the themes and the music in the 80s when I was growing up, you know, on the radio, there weren't very obscene themes. There weren't very mature topics. If they were, you know, it was kind of taboo and it was every now and again. Now it's like every song on the radio has sexual innuendos, has drug references, violence references. And, you know, he watches straight Nickelodeon. And, you know, if he sees a gun on TV, he's like, oh, no, gun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where I heard gunshots growing up at night in my neighborhood. So um, all that to say, I was, you know, I, I was worried about sending him to the camp. And so I've been intentional about framing this experience like, OK, you know, this is about independence. It's about his independence. It's about his maturity. It's not about me being nervous. It's not about, you know, trying to exacerbate you know i'm gonna you know make a man out of you yet type of just kind of like let's just letting it go you know letting the experience be what it is and letting him frame it for itself or let the experience frame it for him uh and so i was just thinking about the whole thing and you know my wife has been extra emotional and um you know it's her baby his first boy and you know she's seeing this as like this you know, this big thing, and it is, we both see it that way, but, you know, moms are a little bit more, you know, a little bit, you know, um, so I, you know, a couple times this week, I'd be like, yo, relax, relax, let him, you know, let him figure out, I, I let him pack his bag, you know, I didn't pack it for him, I let him, I, I helped him fold the clothes, but I, I had him put his clothes in the bag so he knew where everything was, you know, I had him take all his his deodorants that I know he's not going to use, his hair stuff, his pick that I know he's not going to use, his lotion I know he's not going to use. I let him put it in the bag so that he knew exactly where things were. You know, I gave him money. We gave him money. We're like, look, how you spend it is on you. You know, you have however many, however many dollars you have, it's for you. And, you know, I'll give you some advice. You're at a sports camp. You're going to be outside all day. It would behoove you not to spend it all on junk, you know, but ultimately, if you do, that's a decision that you're going to have to live with. And that's that. You know, we talked about eating healthy. We talked about making good decisions, but we kind of left it open for him to do his thing. And then I, I thought about and thinking about this. It's been like a, a phrase or a stanza, almost like a, a you know, I freestyle sometimes rap and write poetry and stuff. And so it came to me like a like a concept in a in a rap. But just in terms of parenting and parenthood, it's like parenthood is the lifelong battle of loving someone more than you can imagine and letting them go at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's what parenting is. Every challenge along the way is, you know, you want to you you have this this human, 
you have this person that was given to you that that you helped to create from scratch and you have to protect them and from the minute they are born you are teaching them to separate from you like that's your role as a parent so it's this constant battle of you want to love you want to over love you want to over protect but at the same time every step of the way you're letting them go like that yo that when you think about it right this whole parenting thing just shouldn't be taken lightly yo these people that go out and just have kids like oops my mistake i had a kid you know what i'm saying and and then and then dads that 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 you know choose that they don't want to be in the kid's life and you know women that choose they don't want to be in the kid's life you know that doesn't happen as often you know i just don't understand how you do it when you think about just the enormity of our job and the fact that like we are training our kids to be on their own from the day they are born um it's just overwhelming and it was overwhelming to me this week because it was like this is the first overnight camp like in eight short years it'll be college you know and then after that it'll be graduate from college then it's gonna be first apartment but like you know in the time that he's been born and alive 10 years in the same amount of time in the future he'll be in a he'll be an adult you know like that hit me in my stomach this week um so we we dropped him off and you know we got him set up in the dorm he's in a dorm like on campus got him set up you know this is the first time that he's really had to use a key you know think about these things that we took for granted you know what i'm saying growing up i was a latchkey kid so i had my own key since i was six years old you know he's 10 this is the first time he's had to use a key and you know he can't use it or else it's an 85 dollar fee you know he's got to swipe to get in he's got to remember to lock his door he has to take a shower in a public restroom you know with with three stalls and and 14 kids you know 14 10 11 and 12 year olds on one floor you know what i'm saying like all those things that that as parents you know that's what that's what we train that's what we've been training him for you know we were preparing him for this moment. This is why every morning we ask, yo, have you brushed your teeth? Did you do this? Did you do that? It's so that when he's not with us, he could do these things that we could trust that he's going to do these things. So, ah, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. But I'm. I, he's there. He's on his own. And he's going to do fine. He's going to be fine. And I'm not even worried about it. Um, with that said, talking about parenting and, and just, you know, manhood, idea manhood, that's what we do. Um... So Jesse Williams, so Jesse Williams, right? So everybody's heard by now that, uh, you know, what the dude's known for, um, uh, Grey's Anatomy star, Jesse Williams, the blue-eyed brown man, um, <laughs> uh, just gave an impassioned speech this week at the BET Awards uh, where he was accepting his humanitarian award. Uh, for you know just being committed to uh civil rights and 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 black lives you know and um just an amazing and amazing introduction to some but just an amazing presentation um at the bet awards so if you hadn't seen it i'm, I'm trying to i'm pulling up now here i'm trying to find the script for you but he was accepting an award and um i just want to talk about 
brief briefly for the remainder, you know, for maybe another 10 or 15 minutes or so. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how he started the, sh the his speech. Right. I wanted to talk about the first like three paragraphs of his speech um, where he was just extremely honest about um, what's going on in black lives and the black lives movement where he's ex extremely honest in terms of what's going on uh, in the world. And, and he made a comment about um, about black men or black women that you know, I think I don't know. If I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about it. Um, but I, I, I want this. The first thing that stuck with me uh, and stuck with me throughout the whole throughout the whole week. Like, that's all I've been thinking about. So this is what he said. He started out, you know, he said, this war is not for me. This is for the real organizers all over the country, the activists, the civil rights attorneys, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers, the students that are realizing that a system built to divide and impoverish and destroy us cannot stand if we do. Um, you know, he says it's basic mathematics. The more we learn about who we are and how we got here, the more we will mobilize. Now, the next thing, this is really how he started his speech. He said, this is also in particular for the black woman in particular, who have spent their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves. We can and will do better for you. Let's just stop right there. This is where I wish I had a flex bomb on the show because that two sentence, one and a half sentence bar, right? That's a bar. All just understand that Jesse Williams dropped bars on this. Like he... He dropped the illest 60-bar freestyle speech ever. Um, now, I think what's pretty pretty powerful to me is that Jesse Williams is mixed. So he's, he's black. His mom is white. His mom is black. He identifies as black. Uh, and he said this line with the white mother. I just, I don't, I don't know why I, that, means something to me um, because it means that he studied his history enough, he studied his ancestry enough and he's seen enough even at, even as he appears to be you know um, someone with status, someone in, in entertainment you know, someone that has uh, you know, money and he's rich and his career he studied his history enough to understand that black women have spent their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves. He then says, we can and will do better for you. I can't stop thinking about that line uh, because I think what it does is it acknowledges that Women, and I think black women in particular, are known, black women in terms of the context of the United States, are known and recognized as like the mothers, like everybody's mama. Black women is are everybody's mama. Like we know the role in terms of we've seen the role play out in history and reading and seeing different movies and documentaries that the black woman you know, in terms of the, the role in slavery and hereafter, have kept communities together, has kept, uh, 
the plantations together during slavery had to be, console white women as they were being abused by white men in in slavery and they had to uh, protect and console black men after their struggles within that system you know moving into you know post-revolution and into civil rights and into the 70s and 80s and the you know the single mother epidemic and um the economy is just how everything is now black women have been to me in my hind in my purview has been like the epitome of support, right? It's like regardless, black women in you know in, in different contexts, not every single person, but if you look at the whole, if you stand back and look at their place in history, black women have been known um, for better or for worse to put everyone before themselves. So I want to highlight for better or for worse, because I think that for the most part, people think, oh, black women are so selfless. They put themselves before everybody else and they should be awarded and applauded for that. And while I think that that's definitely true on some level, I think on some level it's extremely damaging and it's uh, it's extremely um, not extremely. It places um hey i lost my train of thought but the way that black women have been forced to by different aspects of society forced to put everyone before themselves it's normalized that behavior and that shouldn't be the case it shouldn't be like that black women shouldn't feel as if they have to do that you know, if they want to do that, if you want to do that for someone special or for a group or a community or whatever, if the choice is given and that's what people choose to do, then cool. But I believe in what I've seen from my mother and my grandmothers and my aunts and my cousins and my sisters is that they've had to put every they've had to put everybody before themselves. They've had to put their children before themselves because there were men that weren't there where they were supposed to be. They've had to make sure that their kids eat before they ate because they were placed in a system, in a situation that they couldn't trust if we, collective we, would be there. That's not right. So when he says in that next line, in that next line, that next bar, we can and will do better for you. That is a call to arms, brothers. That's is, this is that's what that's why I do this. When he said we can and will do better, I got chills because it was like affirming what I'm doing. That's what the idea of manhood is. The idea of manhood, if there was a, a, a subtitle, it would be we can and will do better for you. That's why I do this. So when I'm arguing all over social media, when I'm getting into back and forth, mostly with women about the role that men should play or the role that men do play in some situations and that all men aren't like this and that men do support and men do this. And I get into arguments very heavily with a lot of women and I will continue to do that because my job and my role and my passion and my soapbox is the belief that we can and will 
do better. And if we don't, then shame on us. And if we don't, shame on you for allowing it to happen. Don't continue to put everybody before you. You don't have to do that. You shouldn't. Let me let me rephrase that. You shouldn't have to do that. It's not fair. It's not healthy. It's not beneficial to anybody. It feels good because you know that everybody is taken care of. But what that does is it enables everybody around you to have to depend on you. And that's not right. It leaves your kids dependent upon you. They can't speak without you. They can't go to the bank without you. They can't, you know, get their breakfast in the morning without you. That's not fair. You're making your man's plate. It's 2016. Why? You shouldn't do that. You should eat first. We should make your plate. Put your feet up you know what i'm saying you shouldn't have to do that you know you're 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 sacrificing uh jobs and, and and career advancements because you feel as if your kid needs to be in this environment or you feel like your family needs to be in this community don't do that make decisions for what you want to do because ultimately ultimately what i've seen is that if uh the, if the woman is empowered and feels good about, and this is not me trying to tell women what to do. This is just my experience and what I've seen. Like if the woman is good, everybody's good. So if the woman is putting everybody before in front of herself, then she's not good. She's not good. In my opinion, you know, um, people have told me, someone told me exactly, uh, this is somebody I argue with online a lot of times about, uh, about men and women and you know differences or whatever someone specifically said to me that oh Mike thinks he knows women better than women do or he thinks he knows men and women and uh I had to first of all that 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 kind of hurt because that's not it's not about women like this is like what I do with the idea of manhood is about men but we can't have a conversation about men without talking about women. We just can't. And I think what's happened for so long is that we've had conversations of empowering women and we've had a conversation of making women better and women, 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 and we've left the man out of it systematically or not. We've done that. And you have a generation of men that are now kind of like waking up. It's like thriller. It's like now what I think, what I see is 2016 and this last generation, the guys I know, my boys, my friends, the people I went to school with, the people I know, young people that are in their 20s that are having kids the old people in their 40s men i know we're like waking up and it's like thriller we're coming out like yo because our dads weren't shit you know their grandfathers you know our grandfathers weren't shit and what i'm saying is this what it meant to be the shit in 1955 is different now. Like to be the shit in 1955, you had to work, you had to make sure everybody was good, taken care of, a roof over our head, and that was that. Now, I think we're starting to evolve a little bit and we're starting to see like, yo, we gotta do a little bit more than just provide because women can provide on their own. As a matter of fact, more women are going to and graduating from college. More women have, you know, more advanced degrees. Women's uh, gross, uh, the, the income is higher in certain areas. So women could do that. That that's, those things are, 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 are minute. Those things are like, uh, those are data points. You know what I'm saying? Making money, providing, buying stuff. That's data points. Those are things that could change depending on any variable. But when we're talking about providing, nurturing, empowering, taking care, you know, uh, providing safety, a safe space for your children and your family, 
people can't do that on their own. And I think men are waking up now to see like, yo, I got to do this too. I have to be a partner in this. So as men are waking up, I think that sometimes women just, they're so used to putting everybody in front of themselves. So now when we're saying we can and will do better, you have a system that's like not allowing a lot of people to in a lot of spaces. You just have a system that's like, uh, yeah, we got, we're, we're good. You know, uh, my wife used to say this all the time and my wife got it from her mother. Um, and my mom says it too. My grandma used to say, I could do bad by myself. You know what I'm saying? Because for so long, women have had to do good and bad by themselves. You know, there was a generation of men that just weren't present in the way that men are present now they were there they were around but they aren't present they weren't present like we are now and in this speech just jesse williams said we can and will do better that for you that's a thing if he said we can and we'll do better that's up for that's up for you know that's objective do better for who for me for them you know if he would have just said we can and we'll do better, I think that that would have been like better could be I could do better for myself. Like I could, I could get a better job. I could. But he said in particular, we can and will do better for you, for women, for black women who put everybody before themselves. You don't have to do that anymore. To me, that is the most powerful part of this speech that's where he jumped off and that's where everything started from there he set the foundation and he set the course of the entire discussion by by starting his speech off in that way <sighs> i talk too much so um those are, that's what i want to talk about today it's uh it's 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 uh it's been about 30 minutes i've been keeping an eye on the clock trying to keep my minutes down um Y'all have a great day. And I, I feel like I ended that kind of abruptly. I feel like I just chopped it off. I might come back next week and talk about the speech. I might just make this the whole month of July. I know this is still June, but I think um, the whole month of July, I just might be talking about the Jesse Williams speech. This is the prequel because uh, I know I cut that off. But thank y'all so much for tuning in. It's the Idea of Manhood. This is episode 36, I think. My phone died. Episode 36, the Idea of Manhood. Spread the word. Uh, uh, we can and will do better for you. That's our promise. That's the, the mantra for 2000 and beyond, 2016 and beyond. Y'all have a good night, a good day, a good life. Peace.